Okay, good evening everybody and welcome. This is the second in a series of, uh, of Shiurim which we're going to have in preparation for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And really it's not just Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur as we mentioned last week. It's the climax really is some Torah. But even that's not the end because there's a, a piece from the Yisoy Dushar Shavoyed, one of the big um, Rebbes of Slonim. I don't. I couldn't find the piece now to quote him word for word. But the basic idea of what he's saying is that a yomtiv, right? Any holiday in general, we we call it zmanim. We don't call it. Uh, I don't know. It's not Yom Azikaron. It's not a memorial day. It's a, a, a in English you say a holiday, but it's really much more than that. It's zmanim. When we make kiddush on yomtiv, what do we say? Mikadesh Yisrael v'azmanim. Right? What is man? A time. But what time is it? It's an expression. When you say someone knows he, he's on the ball, he knows what's going on, he knows what time it is. Right? So what, ti- what time do we got to know here? Before we continue, I just want to mention that the shir tonight, it should be as a schus for a fushleimah for Mordechai Shmuel ben Chai Yehudis and Bela Baslizaleh. And all of us should have a schus from this Torah. See, what's the time? So we're used to approaching a holiday, let's take in a, in a, in a secular way. Right? We've spoken about this in the past. Right? July 4th is where they remember the day that the U.S. of A. became an independent country from the British, right? Yeah. We remember. Right. Memorial Day, you remember the fallen soldiers. Um, Thanksgiving, Turkey Day. I don't know, whenever they remember, there was once a turkey, and everyone eats turkey, and everyone has a good time, and that's it. But there's no... It's a memorial! Okay, you remember this happened, then you go on with your life. Does it talk to you? Is it supposed to alter you in any way? Is it supposed to enrich you in any way? Is it supposed to elevate you in any way? Maybe that's a nice fringe benefit, but that's not the point. The point is, I don't know, the point is to remember, not to forget, to come together, which is not such a bad thing either. You mentioned earlier, I think, about... about, um, somebody that he, he really changed, right? By us, it's all about change. Right? You, knew, you, knew a, you knew a person, who you knew you, you beget, your, your beginning of your acquaintance with him was one way, and now, however many, 10, 13 years later, he's a, a I wouldn't say a different person, he just, he, he, he's elevated. He, he brought out, he polished himself, and he became a whole different, he, what we would perceive as a whole different personality. A brand new person, an enriched person, an elevated person. So that's what, whatever we do, in general, every mitzvah that we do, every, uh, everything that we, our whole life, is not meant just to be an act, is not meant just to be a, um, some sort of memorial, rather it's meant to be um, it's alive. 
Why do we kiss a Sefer Torah? Why do we kiss a Siddur? Why do we kiss a Chumash? Why are we kissing books for? Scrolls, it's a piece of parchment, some ink. You're kissing it? What are you kissing? Kissing is a, is, a, is a live thing. It's something that brings people together. Because a Sefer Torah, a pair of tefillin, tzitzis, it's alive. It's, 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 a living, it's a living entity. Oh, it's alive. Sure, it's alive. It ain't dead. It's alive, and therefore it's meant, it's meant to make us alive. Right? You have a building, and you have uh, all the beautiful construction, right? and uh, chandeliers and staircases and everything, but the electricity wasn't yet inserted, so what good is the building? The building is dead. It's a skeleton. When you put in the electricity, all of a sudden the building lights up and everything, the, everything takes on a life of its own. That's, in a nutshell, our, what Torah mitzvahs, that's what it is. It's the way we say, Ki You gave us a living Torah. What's a living Torah? Because whatever we learn, whatever we do, we, it becomes a part of us. We connect Yisrael It's all one union between God, the Torah, and us. And that's all alive. So everything becomes one living thing, one, one living harmony. So, what we call in English a holiday is a zman. It's a time. It's not just a remembrance. Rather, it's something alive, meaning, for example, Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is Hayoim Haras Oilam. It's the day the world was created. It's the beginning. The beginning has a tremendous power because the beginning influences the future. And we have that opportunity in the beginning why we, the reason we do everything that we do, which we'll discuss, at least part of it, not just to do some, some nice tradition, but to take that, the same way when you learn how to swim, when you, when you start swimming, you go in a pool, you kick off the wall, and that, give, that kick gives you, keeps you going till the, for the, till the rest of the lap, and maybe the, the way back. That's what a yamtiv is. That's what a mitzvah is. It's that kick. It's supposed to enrich you. It's supposed to um, infuse you with with uh, with kedusha, with holiness, with whatever speci- that mitzvah specifically is. For example, tefillin is we bind ourselves to, to Hashem. We uh, we um, it's an act of binding our our thoughts, binding our heart, binding our brain, binding our very essence to be subservient to the Rebbeinu and to unify with him and to do his will. And that applies to every mitzvah that we do. Shabbos, Yantif, and we'll talk either today or, or in the next time, the power of our actions, the power of our actions and the power of our words. We, we say many things over Rosh Hashanah. We say many prayers. We say, many, we, say a, we say a lot. We say a lot and we do a lot. And we think, why are we doing this for? Or just as an example, which we're going to get to, there's a, a piece of Tehillim that we say before we blow the shofar seven times. Because what, 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 what is that going to do for me? We'll see how that works. The power of our speech, the power that we have by, by saying something, by thinking. But I'm not going to get ahead of myself yet. Um, so that's, what, that's why it's a zman. Every, so the Rosh Hashanah is a, is a zman of eschatras, it's a zman of renewal. It's a time where the Time, it's not, it's real time. It's not a recording. 
It's real time. It's real. It's happening right now. The world is again becoming new. The the opportunities and the it's a time that's auspicious for renewal more than the rest of the year. It's always possible. A person could always tshuva. A person could always turn a new leaf. But this is a time of year where the very air that we breathe is infused with that. Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is a day where we were granted forgiveness for the for the sin of the golden calf, for the Egel Azor. It was a time when we were going to be destroyed and HaKadosh Baruch Hu forgave us and gave us a new lease on life. He gave us another chance. So for eternity, that day is infused with the opportunity for another chance. With the opportunity, not just for another chance to, to put a band-aid, but for another chance to make it as if we never sinned. That's what we accomplish. It's all different um, levels of what we call in English forgiveness. But that time, yes, we ask, we ask for forgiveness every day. We have a conversation with God every time when we daven. It's not a prayer, it's not a mantra, it's a conversation. But the time, the ear that you breathe on Yom Kippur and the 10 days of repentance are though our days, and even now, because from the beginning of Rosh Chodesh El through Yom Kippur, yeah, yes. those 40 days, that's when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to begin to ask for forgiveness for Klal Yisrael. That's why we blow the shoifer, because that's, I'll, we'll get to that in a, in a few minutes. It's on the topic of, um, of the power of our actions. Um, the air, very air that we breathe is an is a, is a air of renewing a relationship. So you have an anniversary. Right? An anniversary, you rem- why do you remember the wedding? It's not just that you remember that the wedding was. You take that wedding and 50 years later, you're still living that wedding. And it freshens your relationship. So whatever, a, per- a, a husband or wife can give each other gifts the whole year. But it could be, okay, I got to give her a gift. I got to give him a gift. Otherwise, he'll feel bad. He did this. He accomplished this. He did this for me. He did that for me. She did that. She did the other thing. But when when you, at least, I hope, hopefully the whole year it's like that, but at least on an anniversary, you step back and you think, uh, why am I doing this? Wow, because we got married. Why did we get married? Because going back to the whole story, and you renew all of that, you relive that. The very air that you're breathing is again the wedding. It's not a yorzeit, it's not a, it's a living thing. Yeah? Some people say it is, but that's not the way it's supposed to be. You know, they say, uh, a guy, he was married for 20 years, and his wife, by the anniversary, she finds him crying, bitter tears. He said, what's wrong? He says, before I married you, said, your father came to me, he says, you're not going to marry here, I'm going to put you in prison for 20 years. He says, no, so what's the problem? He says, today I would have gotten out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what it is. But that's not what we're aiming for. We're aiming, we're aiming for something much more authentic. We're aiming for something much more real. We're, we're aiming for something, as we said earlier, that's not just going to end when Rosh Hashanah finishes. It's not going to end when the fast is over. The end of last year's Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of this Rosh Hashanah. Yes. It's something that's supposed to take us throughout the year and escort us throughout every day of our life. Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. We come into Yom Kippur with Rosh Hashanah in our account. We come to Sukkot. It's a, it's a step higher. After Yom Kippur, we we enter the aura, the time of Sukkot, which is a 
a time, the, as we said, the, the zman, the air that we breathe is infused with happiness. It's a zman simchaseinu. And it's brought down in the Holy Sfarim, the holy, from the, our holy masters, that a time of happiness is a, is a much more opportune time for prayers to be accepted. They're always able to be accepted. Hashem is always listening to us. But that time is extra special because it, they're in the air. You walk in the street, you see people look buying, preparing for sukkahs, buying the lul of an esrik. They have their... It's, it's something that you can feel. You can't explain it in words. And after sukkahs comes Hashanah Rabbah, part of sukkahs Hashanah Rabbah, then Shemini Yatzerah, Simchas which is the climax of it all. And it's with that that we enter the winter months. Not that it's over, we finish, we make Avdol and that's it. But we take that with us and we ent- we prepare for Purim, Pesach, Hanukkah with, with the Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, the whole in our account, with that together. So that's what we're trying to understand over here, how we take that into practice. Instead of things being tradition, being rituals, making it to something meaningful, making it into something alive, making it into something real, and making it into something everlasting. So, today we're going to, being that one of the, the, the mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah is Tkia Shofar, is blowing the Shofar. Shofar. Shofar, right? I, th- I think around this we're going we're gonna to delve into a little bit, or a lot of it, um, what this mitzvah is all about. And from this mitzvah we'll understand what Rosh Hashanah is all about. Which will give us the what we need to go further and higher and to I hopefully come with a renewed appreciation um, to, this, to this tremendously, tremendously auspicious days that we already find ourselves in now. And that it shouldn't be Somewhere, oh, if only I would have known what I could accomplish, what I'm capable of in Rosh Hashanah. If only I would have known. No, now we're learning that we shouldn't have to say that if only we would have known. Because at least we're going to know something. So buckle up and let's begin. This week we're going to discuss, we're going to go through a number of reasons why we blow the shofar. Next week, we're going to go a little deeper into that and learn uh, portions of the Zohar HaKadosh and, and other sources, what we accomplish, what happens in the universe when we blow the shofar and when we do what we do. Um, and after that, um, I hope to, to begin another topic, which is very, very interesting. It's the three relationships that we have with Hashem. There is a father, a king, and then there's Anila Dodi which is compared to a husband and a wife. Those are the three relationships that we have with, with Hashem, all in one. So we'll just I'm giving you the schedule for the next few weeks. The Mesil Sishoram Ramchal, Rabbeinu Moshe Chaim Lutzato, begins in his introduction to the Sefer Mesilat Sharim, path of the um, the path of the just, I think in English it is. Path of the just. Um, he says something which I learned it really uh, maybe when I was in high school, and it's made an everlasting impression on me. This this line. It says like this when someone one does a good deed, 
he elevates himself, he betters himself. Literally, he elevates himself. And he elevates the world with him as well. We have a direct impact on the world. Even if we're not standing on by a big rally and speaking and, and, and taking the masses, by sitting in, in your house and doing things right and treating each other kindly and nicely, right? and not throwing your brother out of his room, out of your room when he comes in, telling him nicely, please leave, just as an example, right? Or um, we're honest and we, we keep Shabbos, we, we, uh, we put on film, we do mitzvahs. Right? That has a direct impact. And the Medrash even says that if, a, if, a, if the non-Jews would know what impact we have mm. on the world, they would appoint two officers to make sure that we do everything right. Yeah, yeah. Because, they, if, because the way it really is, is that whatever we do has a direct impact on everything. The way the crops grow, the way the weather goes, the way, every, the way, the way this world goes. The same the other way around. When we, do, when we do something not good, we do something wrong, we put ourselves down, but the world goes down with us as well. I recently saw, I don't remember now from where, you know, there was a fire going on in Israel, and they're trying to get it under control. Yeah, very, very scary thing. We're evac- no, Yushalayim. Yeah, we're going to evacuate Hadassah and Karim. This is crazy. This is a huge, 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 huge catastrophe. And I don't remember, I don't have, remember a source offhand. I saw this a day or two ago. You know, that there's, there's a real, what, what, what is a message of a fire, a message of a winds? Each one of them is a message for a different thing that we need to fix. It's God talking to us. But in the same token, I'll mention that it's not only in those times that God talks to us. Kaddish Baruch Hu talks to us every single day in a, in a good way. When, he, when we wake up in the morning, we wake up in the morning, He tells us, I need you, the world needs you today. So make the most of it. And it's not people say, oh, God is saying something. We had an earthquake. What happened when? Why didn't you listen when he was when he woke you up? When he gave you food? When he gave you? He's also talking. He's talking to us all the time. Um, that's what he says. When we have and, and we know this, we know that by, during the Beis Hamikdash, right? Every every carbon, everything that was done had was uh, like in accordance. It was in sync with something else that goes that happened in the world. Literally, like rain, right? With the coming sukkahs, right? Nisa Chamaim, everything, the the whole avoid, the, everything that was done in Beis Hamikdash and sukkahs was, you know, that the rain should be should be rains of blessing, right? You can have rains of blessing, and you can have floods, which destroyed. Uh, I don't know. In England, you had uh, destruction, in Turkey, and all these different places, we saw what it could be something very nice. It could be something terrible. So everything that we do has a direct impact. So what's Schaefer? What are, what, what's happening with what's going on over here? What are this? What are some of the reasons that we blow shofar? So first of all, the Torah tells us there is a mitzvah to listen to a shofar trua. Trua is the the reason we we blow all the different types of sounds because you uh, you learn it in depth and in, in, in halacha and. In the Gemara, how we determine what sound we're supposed to hear. There's a, t- a tkiya is, the, is what we do in the beginning, right? The, the straight sounds. The two in the middle that are broken up is 
a shvarim or a trua, that's all because it says favartim trua. What is that trua? Which is a discussion for a different time. But it says that that's what we have to do. The Torah tells us we have to blow. We have to blow a blow a horn, right? Which come from a, specifically for Shoshana, which come from the the head of a ram. And there's a reason for that as well because that's uh, we want to awaken the the merit of Yitzchak Avinu who and Avram Avinu who totally put themselves to do God's will, whether they understood it or not. Right? Yitzchak Avinu himself was told his father, "Buy me even buy me good." That God said to bring me up as a sacrifice. Fine, let's do it right. And that was, we we know that that was just a test, and later on and. The ram was there, and it's brought down that that ram was there from the time of creation for this purpose. So we, we specifically blow on a shoshana, a shoifer, a horn. A shoifer literally means a shfoferet, a tube, like it has two openings. We blow a, a horn of a ram to awaken that merit as well. But there are a few reasons why. A number of reasons. One of them is because this is the day that we coronate the king. A recoronation, a day when we celebrate the beginning of the world. This is the beginning of the creation. created this world. And God reigns. He's the king. He's the boss. And when a king takes on his uh, kingdom, when he's accepted as king, right, you blow trumpets. You blow, you make a whole, uh, it's, a, it's a, a whole parade. That this should be a... We announce the beginning of the reign of this king. We mentioned before about Moshe Rabbeinu that these 40 days are days that um, beginning of the days of, of when we start to ask for for Mechila right Svaradim starts already now we blow a shoifer why? because what's, where does this come from that a, a, you blow a horn when a, you blow you make a, something when a king becomes because besides the respect and the pomp and the whole ceremony the this is the day that it happened so you, you do something that, you know, the sound of a shofar stays with you. I was recently talking to somebody, he says, when I'm at a time that I'm, I'm at a loss for words, I'm at a loss for anything, I remember the shofar. I remember the sound of the shofar. It's very important to listen. Right? Huh? Very important to listen. We'll see why. Why? Because, um, so this is a time when we establish that if something happened. Why do we blow shofar? We, we blow on uh, the whole month of El, even the Sfarim that says Lichas. During Slichas, I've seen some of them, they blow Shoifer as well. That's also to arouse the merit. Why? Because for, what happened, how did the whole thing happen that we sinned with the golden calf? It happened because we, there was a misconception of how, what day Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to come down, and the Sultan started playing games, and he showed a coffin, and people made a mistake, and it was one day and another day, we were supposed to come down the day before, and that's how, because of con- that confusion. So we... When he went up the second time, they blew a shoifer that everyone should remember. Okay, this is the day that he went up. And start counting from then. From that day. From that day. So that's what I said earlier, the power of a, of a deed. 
when you do something. It's brought down in halacha. Why do we blow this on Chodesh El? Why do we blow it? To remember that. Why? Why is that significant? What is that going to give? What merit does that? How is that merodious at all? What does that show for us? So the Chavetz Chaim and Mishnah Bura explains that even though the, 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 we, we got the atonement on Yom Kippur, right? and on Yom Kippur Hashem said, Hashem salachti I forgive you, as you have spoken. But the beginning of that effort, we took the step to ensure that we don't make that mistake again. That in and of itself is such a great merit that we, bl- we, we blow the shoifer every single day of the 40 days till Yom Kippur, from Rosh Chodesh El until Yom Kippur, until uh, through Rosh Hashanah, I should say, because Yom Kippur we say Slichis, but to arouse that, to arouse that, that, that merit. The, even, even, think about it, we didn't accomplish it yet, which is the beginning. The beginning, 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 beginning. But that alone was so dear to Hashem because we, we took that step we made that effort. That in and of itself is extremely powerful. So when we approach, you know, such a daunting, it seems like such a daunting task of, uh, you know, of, of, of uh, such a daunting task of, wow, we have to do tshuva and we have to repent and we have to this and we have to that. Don't get over, not to get overwhelmed. Because every step that we take is an accomplishment. And that accomplishment is supposed to take us up higher and higher. So it's not fake if you're like doing one mitzvah, but you're not doing like all of it? Or well, it depends what your attitude is. I was speaking to someone the other day, and they said, uh, it's a good question, actually. A very, a very good question. Like some people say, like, oh, you, you're wearing, you're covering your hair, but your, long, your skirt is not long enough. Or you're keeping kashrut, but you're, you say Okay, so what? So then you so don't do anything. That's what the so that's something that the Yitzhahara tells us in many different ways, because that's the way to get down. So that you're saying each mitzvah has its own. Way. Sure, absolutely. However, however, a Jew by nature, and we learned this from uh, from Zeresh. We learned this from Haman's wife, actually. Haman's wife told him. When um, when he came back after he had that whole parade with Mordechai and he his daughter spilled garbage on him and everything, so she told him, you know, Mordechai, you're done, finished. Poised to yechol. Says, what do you mean? How do you know? Right? Imagine this was in Persia, yeah. It was it wasn't it wasn't America 2021. The men didn't take this stuff from the right. They, how could you say that? How dare you? I am Haman. No. You're done. Finish, buddy. Why? Because the nature of a Jew is either we go up or we go down. Either we're in drive or we're in reverse. We're never in neutral. Doesn't work. Once Mordechai started going up, she knew you're done. Because he's going to go up now. That's it. That's it. He's going to go up and you're going to go down. down That's down. exactly what happened. Right? When we do a mitzvah, when we're we're on a journey of going up, we're in not only in drive, we're in sport mode. You know the difference? That's when you hit the car, go vroom, and we're going energy filled. Huh? Then 
fine. You take you it step by car. step. You're not, huh? You stop your car. Energy well, down. <laughs> no, no. You stop your car. You stop it. Sometimes you stop the car to get that to give it more strength to go further. But you don't go in neutral. The car is you put in a brake, but the car is in drive. Okay. But the idea is when we're going up, when it's I'm doing something, but it's not. Okay, I uh, this is what I do, and that's it. I do Shabbos, I do Kashrus, now leave me alone, I don't want to hear from you. And finished. That's the that's the that's reverse. That's reverse, and then the car breaks and you know reverse. How long can you go reverse? You gotta go forward. You look in the rearview mirror too much, you end up crashing because you don't see the guy in front of you. Right? But um if it's a if it's a journey of of growth, every day I'm you know I'm doing something more, every day I'm I'm, I'm adding something. Every day, even it's not just someone who's beginning his journey. There's a, a story that uh, inspires me till this very day with a big Rosh Hashiva from Manchester. Rebu Dezeb Segel. Zechatzadek Levrocha. He was in his 70s and he, had a, he was learning, he had a, a Chavrusa, a study partner every night. They would, they would go over day-to-day laws. And they got to the laws of putting on a talus. Tzitzis. And um, at the, you could imagine that at the age of, let's say, 75, he probably put on his talus a good amount of times, a good amount of times uh, before then, right? We're talking at least 30 years. At least 30 years. But they found, they were learning, and they found something that maybe he could do it in, another, in a better way. Then maybe he can do it in another in another way. Then maybe he could do it in another in, in a better way in another way. So, what would we do if we would be seventy five? We're doing this for so many years. Oh, I know already. Okay, very nice. Yaznayu, yaznayu, yaznayu. We'll keep on doing the way we're doing it. Tell not that we're doing wrong, but there's another way to do it, a better way, maybe a way to perfect it. He took out his talus. Again, this is a Rosh Hashiva, a big rabbi. He took out his talus and he started practicing again how to put in his talus to make sure that he's doing it in the most best way possible. That's called sport mode, Rabbi said. That's called not being neutral. That's called not being in reverse. Definitely not. That's called being... That's called, being, that's called driving above the speed limit and that's okay. For that type of driving, you're not going to get a ticket. That's what it is. So to answer her que- uh, uh, your question, that's what I would say. Yes, many people will say, oh, you do this, you do that, and how could you? You're living a double life, and who do you think you are, and all that. It's nonsense. Because the Yitzhahara will tell us that. He said, oh, you're learning, you're learning. You're coming to a class, but yesterday you spoke Lashon Hara. Yesterday you were nasty to somebody else. How dare you come to this class? How dare you? Who do you think you are? To walk into a synagogue? How can you dirty the place with your feet after you went and you went and spoke to bad about someone? You? How could you? But that's, not the, that's not the way it is. Because we make mistakes as long as it's a mistake that we get up from. The difference between a, t- a tzaddik and a rasha is that the ro- they, we all fall the same way. The tzaddik is the one that gets up, and the rasha is the one that says, "Ah, I did it already." Down, 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 down. I'm done. So that's that. That's the power of action. Another reason 
The nature of the sound of the shofar is very, very unique. When you hear a good baltekeh, someone who blows well, the sound itself is a sound that awakens you to the very recesses of your heart. It shocks you. Hello. Wake up, my friend. Wake up, wake up, wake up. We get so caught up in, in our daily life. Caught up. We don't, we're doing things we don't, know. we don't know what we're doing, why we're doing. We take out our phone to look for somebody's number, and all of a sudden you find yourself on Fox News, you find yourself, I don't know where else, you find yourself here, you find yourself there. One second, what, what did I take this for? What message was it? I was looking for an email, a message, I don't remember anymore. I got lost. Running, 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 running. So thank God we have Shabbos to, to bring us back to reality a little bit. But it's a time to take a step back. The shofar said, hello, wake up. What are you doing? Why are you doing? What are you doing here? What are you doing on this earth? But, and everything that I'm saying, that we're learning here, I feel that many people have a, a notion that this is, it's an, in, a, in a negative. We spoke about this on Thursday. <coughs> it's important that we understand. Yes, wake up. But it's not wake up, you wretched person. Not wake up, you... S- yeah, we've sinned. But why is the Kaddish Baruch Hu waking us up? Why is it important that we wake up? Because He knows who we are. He knows that we're His children. He knows that we're a part of Him. And therefore, if we sin, it's not who we are. It's, not, it's, it's, with somebody, it's, it's a good person that did something not good. And we have the potential in ourselves to wake up and to perfect ourselves. So that's why He's waking us up. When somebody's alive, you can try to wake him up. When he's dead, there's no one to wake up anymore. Because Baruch Hu is coming because as, as we may have fallen far, 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 that it looks like we're unconscious, spiritually. But Kodesh Baruch Hu knows us better than anyone else. And he's telling us, I believe in you. So yeah, wake up. Yeah, do tshuva. But understand that it's because of who you are that you have that ability and opportunity. So that's something important to throughout everything that we're going to learn, to have that in mind. It's all in a positive, elevating sense. Not a negative that you're bad, 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 bad. We've did, we've done bad things. We've sinned. And we'll discuss that more when we get to the topic of our relationships with Hashem. But Hashem is coming to us with love. Yes, with, there's a concept of fearing, of, of, of um, fear is not the right word, of being in awe. I'll use the word fear, because, but it's not what we know as being afraid of something. It's also coming from awe of repenting, not sinning, and perfecting our... But it's, it's about building that relationship. Every mitzvah that we do brings us closer. What? What's awe in Hebrew? Awe is eimah. Um So that's just a side introduction. So the nature, the very nature of the shoifer is, is such a sound. To wake us up. To, to, to You know, somebody fainted. You spilled some water on him. Hello, where are you? What are you doing? And when we hear that shayfa, the the, shay, the Rosh Hashanah is the first day of the ten days of repentance, very 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 special days. And so we announce those days with the blowing of the shayfa. We announce those days with, as we as we said before, that shayfa was used. It was used many times whenever, whenever we um, um, we we would travel in the midbar while we were in the midbar in, in the in the in the in the desert after we came out of Mitzrayim. Every time we traveled further, 
we blew a, they blew a trumpet, they blew a shoifer. Yoival, when there was the 50, every 50th year, also we would blow to announce that this is a, a certain period of time. Another thing, to remind us the day that we got the Torah, which, which is our wedding. Shavuos is our wedding day with Hashem. That's, so we're, we're, we're reminded of that. We're reminded of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us. What we have. We're reminded of the whole story, how we began. Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, being in Egypt, coming out of Egypt. When we're, especially when, we're, when someone is making a, an accounting of himself, when we're trying to do tshuva, we're trying to repent, we think. Against whom have I sinned? Who? Not some stranger. Someone who took me out. Someone who's holding me. Someone who loves me. Someone who... How could I? And then we begin the process of repentance, which is split up into three. There's charota, which we'll call an English regret, which is also not 100% accurate, because um, it's deeper than that. Um, there's aziva sachet, leaving, going away from, I'm not going to do this anymore. And kabbalah al-asid, accepting on ourselves not to do it again, but also thinking of ways to ensure that we shouldn't. That we shouldn't make a mistake, make the same mistake we made in the past. Another thing, this is a little bit to the other side. To remind, because, again, as we mentioned in the, in the, uh, in the world, especially at that time, any momentous event was recognized with blowing a shoifer. So when the nations would go to war with each other, they would blow, they would blow trumpets. So this is also to remind us of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash and how the, they would blow when they, when they charged, right? They blow the trumpet, they say, charge! charge and destroy and go and when we blow that to also be remembered of that and to use that opportunity to ask Hashem to bring us back home to when we'll hear the big the big shofar that we'll hear from Mashiach as we mentioned before another reason to arouse the merit of the binding of Yitzchak where that was an act of total subservience to Hashem now when we say subservience it's not um Again, it's it's a positive, elevating way. When when we say it, we mean, oh, this guy is lower, nothing. In a negative fashion, what we're what we're doing when we're when we when we're being subservient to Hashem is we're unifying with Him. We're letting go of ourselves in order to connect with Him. And it's a concept called bitul hayesh, where we take our essence, our ego, our this, and we put it all to the side, and we say, God, I'm here for you. I'm subservient. I'm here to do whatever you want. Why? Because I, you created me. You created me for this purpose. And I want to be close to you. And every, as we mentioned a few times, the Zohar Kodesh, that every mitzvah that we do is an act of spending time with Hashem. It's an act of spending quality time. And then as we... When we hear the... The sound of the shoifer fills ourselves with, with, with awe. This is something great. This is something special. This is something that, you know, when you're going for an interview, which you can't really even compare, there's a certain seriousness associated with it because you know that this interview has an impact on the next, I don't know how many years of your life, if you get this job, if you don't get this job. 
And even if you get the job, what impression you'll make on the boss? It's serious. It's something serious, something that you pre- prepare for, something you put your heart into, something that you invest in. And now we're beginning a new year. How are we going to live this year? This is serious. This is, a, this is a, a very, very special day. This is a day where everything in the coming year is decided today. Decide between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. Rosh Hashanah Yikasev, and it's going to be written. And between Kippur Yikasev, and it's going to be signed and sealed. It's a very, very, it's a very momentous, powerful day, which has an impact direct on the rest of the year. To remind us this is a day of judgment, but to also remind us that each and every one of us, when our time comes, we're going to have to give a full accounting. And again, not in a negative way, but as we explained a few times throughout the, throughout the year when we spoke on different topics, it's understanding what we have, who we are, what we're capable of, and with the understanding that we have those abilities... We're going to have to give an accounting whether we use those tools that we had for the right purposes or if we wasted them on something else. When you hire, a, when you hire an employee, you give him a computer, you give him a desk, you give him Wi-Fi. You, well, I'm sorry, you give him internet service, not Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is for them. But uh, you give him, uh, you give him a nice chair, you give him supplies to do the work that you need him to do for you. When you come and you see him playing solitaire on the computer all day, what I give you the computer for? How dare you? How dare you take what I gave you and use it not? To hurt me. You're not, not only you're not doing your work, you're doing something else, you're using everything else. So to think of that and to remind ourselves what we have. And to remind us of the day when we'll all be gathered, the day that we're all waiting for, and we're going to hear a big, the sweetest sound of the shoifer that will herald the coming of Mashiach where we will all be gathered and we're going to go back home. Now we're not home. We're going to go back home. And to remind us that, yeah, another you think another year and another year and another year passed. And when is this going to end already? The place that the world is cr- coming is cr- crumbling at every, uh, every day something else. Another year, another Rosh Hashanah, another year passed and another year passed. When? We hear the shoifer, no, 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 remember. Remember who's holding your hand. Remember who's carrying you. You're not alone. The day will, I ha- we coronated the king, the king knows best. Sometimes we don't have to know. We don't have to know everything. Sometimes the biggest knowing is not knowing. But we know that we're in the hands, we're in the, under the care of, the, of God Almighty, of Hashem Yisbarach. And we have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about. And that shoifer is that reminder, that call. You're not alone. There's a king, there's a, you have a, a loving father and a king who's taking, and you're, you're, the king is your father. So all that power is, is, when you're the son of the king, it's a whole different deal. Not to give up, to keep on going, to, get, to make this year better than the year before. That's a few reasons. There are more that are brought down of why we blow a shayf on a shashana. Primary. And why all this? Why, why specifically today? Because as we said in the beginning, this is the beginning. The beginning of the, of the class. This is the beginning of the year. This is the beginning of a new life. Not, it's another year and another year. 
I'm being born anew. I'm being born anew with brand new opportunities, with brand new convictions, with brand new. It's like every year a company makes a makes a, a reevaluation. What have we accomplished? What have we lost? How are we going to make this coming year more profitable than than the year before? And but in order to do that, we realize as we meant all the things that we mentioned till now, how capable we really are. After a year of everything that that's been happening, every, whether on a global level, each one on his person, on a personal level, really this is for me. I can really do something. Let the rabbis, that's their job. That's their job. They have to learn and they have to daven and they have to do. Right? A lady called the rabbi and she said, Rabbi, help. My son became religious. He's keeping Shabbos and he's putting on tefillin and he's doing everything. The rabbi said, what are you calling me for? I'm a dealer. He says, Rabbi, that's your job. He's doing it for real. The point is that we, that the, not the, we all got to do it for real. To real, once, once we realize who we are, Kodesh Baruch Hu is reminding us, you're my children, you're my princes, you're my princesses, you have such tremendous abilities. That's what I want you to wake up to. I don't want you to wake up to being beaten up. Oh, I'm so terrible. I'm so That's not Jewish. You're my princess, you're my princess. Wake up to the sweet sound of me calling out to you. Uru Wake up, you're sleeping, you've gone through a year, you're far from home. I understand you're distant, but take this day to come closer. To come closer to me, and let's begin a brand new relationship. No, let's put everything that we had before aside, let's forget about it, and let's start a brand new page. And let's that this page shouldn't be one of holding ourselves back, oh, I could only do this, I could only do that. That's not for me. You know, Shabbos, all right. Tarsa Meshbocha, all right. Uh, everything else, tefillin, eh, not every day. Eh, it's not for me, it's not for me, not for me. No, it's not not for you. Jackie Mason, you used to say, it's up to you, it's up to you, it's up to you. You know who Jackie Mason was? No. He was a Yaakov Moshe Maza. That's what his real name. I think he was related to the Rabbi Maza, who was the chief rabbi of Moscow. I, it's a, I presume who uh, gave the groundbreaking speech about the trial of Mendel Bayless, which we mentioned, I think, last week. Maybe, I don't know. Um, it's up to you. It's in your hands. It's not far, it's not distant. It's closer than you think. The ability to make that 360, the ability to become something that you never dreamed you can become. But it's not something else. It's really who you are. The Ishkodesh, a very holy, holy, holy tzaddik. He writes in Chayvus Atlamidim. He says, when we, when we raise our children, when we, uh, when we're machanachas, when we teach our children, but we're really teaching ourselves as well. The person is always supposed to be raising himself. It's to go. He wrote this for teachers, for parents, but it, we apply it to ourselves as well. Understand it. You're not making this child in, into an honest person. He is an honest person. He is a good-hearted person. You are good. Just, just like when you take out a diamond that's covered with all, all sorts of stuff and you have to polish it and polish it and polish it and the clarity gets better and the clarity gets shinier and shinier and shinier. Does that mean that you put in the shine? No, the shine was there. You polished it and you worked it out and then it's lit up the whole room. That's what each and every one of us is. That's what Hashem is telling us. When we hear the shoifer, Hashem is telling us, Wake up. But what are you waking up to? You're waking up to the realization that I love you. I'm here for you. I'm waiting for you. 
and it's up to you. You can do it. Just take that first step and I'll take you up. And I'll elevate you and I'll bring you up. And that will lead us to, the, to hear that big shayfa that we're all waiting for. When we'll all bow down to Hashem, the holy mountain, back with the Beis Hamikdash, the way the world will be back the way it should be. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for coming. Looking forward to seeing all of you next week and more. Next week, this is just was in part one. As I said, next week, part two is going to be the deeper meanings of what actually happens in the world, in the universe, in the higher, call it the higher spheres, whatever you in, in the universe, when we blow the shaykh and when we do whatever we do. In the All right, so stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice, I like it. It's good. All right, I like it too. <laughs>